0: and we are recording hello friends uh, good morning good afternoon or good evening whenever you are listening to this podcast uh, welcome to you just runs inaugural podcast my name is ashish i'll be your host and i have good fortune of having a close friend and a runner amongst us vivek who has inspired many a people in and around central India with his uh, running exploits. Uh, a little bit about Vivek, he has been running since school days uh, when he was in New York in 2001 and 2006. Got into more long distance running and then participated in Mumbai marathon in 2008 when I think hardly anybody in Indore even ran. So. That was way back uh, to give you a context. My first uh, Mumbai marathon was in like 2015. He has ran all over the world, places like Satara, Auroville, lay Singapore, Melbourne, and even uh, did two oceans in uh, Australia, which is a 56 kilometer run. Oh, sorry, two oceans, 56 kilometer run in South Africa. And he was one of the first Indians, I think, to run comrades back-to-back, which is a 90-kilometer run in 2015 and 2016. If I keep talking about his exploits, it would take a full day. So when he's not running, he's running an IT company, and which takes him around the world also. And I'm sure he's taking his running shoes along when he's going to such fabulous places and maybe taking some time to... Run there also. Other places he has run is Namibia, mountains of Crimea, uh, mud tracks of uh, Ethiopia, and Ethiopia. Most of you know is the mecca of long distance runners. So, running uh, according to him is always fun and meditative activity for him. He never tries to do a personal best or try to injure himself. So, we'll try to uh, talk to uh, Vivek and see what inspired him to run and see if we can get a few nuggets of wisdom for some of our budding runners and get some of the people off from couch and start running for a better life. So, without further ado, here is Vivek. Hey, Vivek, great to have you on this show.
1: Hi, Ashish. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, you know, we, we knew one more connection that you were my senior in the school days also. So, it, it's, it's a pleasure always to talk to you.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I came to know uh, you Vivek uh, first time in around 2013 when I moved uh, uh, for a few years back from uh, US to India. By the way, folks, uh, right now we are in the midst of coronavirus crisis and Vivek is sitting at his home in Indore while I'm away from my home in Indore in my other home in California. So with technology, this is possible. And just yesterday, I was reading uh, this book, uh, Typic Point, where they were talking about six degrees of separation. And Vivek and I, I mean, when we initially knew, we did not know each other at all. And now there is just one degree of separation. I mean, we were <laughs> even schoolmates, so, uh, other than being fellow runners. So it's true, fantastic. True. It's uh, It's amazing. So, uh, Vivek, tell us a little bit about how you uh, uh, got into running, especially when nobody was talking about running, at least in central India. All we were talking about is samosas and jalevis and Poha in Indore, when you are actually sweating it out (laughs) and running out there.
1: So, yeah, I was always fascinated about running. Running was, um, you know, in the school days, it was uh, for health, uh, healthy reasons, I used to run. I used to enjoy short distance running and When I was in New York from 2001 to 2006, um, you know, I used to stay in uh, Bay Ridge, which was close to the Promenade. So I would, I would go out on a Sunday or uh, on a Saturday and just run, you know. Um, And it would just be like two, three hours. I would keep running. I would uh, enjoy the weather and keep running that way. New York Marathon, of course. You know, I would see a lot of uh, runners running. But I never planned to run a time run, you know, running always as an activity gave me a lot of pleasure. So I would just go out and uh, have my runs. So that actually started. And maybe when I came back to Indore, um, you know, the Mumbai Marathon started uh, uh, from, I think, 2005. So a few people said okay. that, why don't you run? And I said, okay, let, let me try my hands on a 42K because 42K was a daunting task. So I said, okay, let me get into it. So that, that's how it started.
0: So you straight off went for 42K when somebody mere mortals like us would maybe think, okay, let's try five or 10K and then slowly progress to 42K. Or were you already running that kind of distance even as a non-timed run before that?
1: So I never knew how much I used to run in terms of kilometers. Uh, I always uh, was running whatever I wanted to. So right. if on a, on a day, you know, I would have had a rough day, I would go out in the evening, have my shoes on and uh, go out for a run, a two hour run. I don't know how much I ran in that. So when it came to 42 kilometers, then I said, okay, you know, that is something of a challenge in a way, because uh, during those times also there was, there was no, not a lot of people running. So not a lot of people were knowing what it is about running. So I had a few friends. I just asked them uh, in states that how should I do it. And again, you know, I did my uh, Mumbai 42K, I think in five hours and 20 minutes. In, in between, okay. I, I got a massage. I, I, I did two, three dances with people. I had a sandwich. I had a coconut, uh, you know. So I, I actually was enjoying. I enjoyed the full part of it. And it was not very really tough because I was running earlier also. And, uh, um, uh, you know, I always had um, a control on what I was eating, uh, what, how much I was sleeping. It, it was a normal, healthy lifestyle. So it didn't really hurt much in terms of running a marathon. Uh, I think uh, it hurts only when you target yourself, uh, target yourself for something. I mean... Um if, if you target yourself to do it in less than five hours or less than four hours or less than three hours, whatever is your target. You know, once you put a target, of course, the target will be higher uh, or uh, uh, steeper than your actual ability to do it. And that is where it hurts. If, if you can run it in less than five hours and if you want to uh, want to run it in five hours, 20 minutes, then it will not hurt you at all. So I think Definitely that's least, the approach uh, I always had, and that's how I could do it.
0: No, that is a great point, Now, Vivek. You, uh, you said where you are saying don't uh, force yourself in a target and then maybe injure yourself or actually lose the joy of running, which is one of the most important things, I think. As long as you enjoy doing something, it doesn't become a chore and it doesn't really... Hurt you, otherwise it can. And when we were talking about this uh, this sentence, particular sentence you wrote, uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. You said running was always a means to end for me, not an end itself. Ever ran for running, but for so many other things. So, uh, w- what are some of the other things, some of the intangibles which you find running has provided you? Because I think uh, a lot of people who are running or who want to run sometimes lose the big picture maybe of running so can you elaborate on that and uh, enlighten our audience um yeah sure i think
1: um, uh, as i said uh, running was always uh, not an end in itself it was a means to end i wanted to travel i wanted to be amongst people who take care of their their selves right uh, who take care of their body their mind Those type of people gave me a positive uh, uh, approach to life. And it was just not in running. You know, I would always be in any type of sports. So sports people gave me a positive outlook in life. And so was running. So running actually took me to traveling a lot. So I've, I've seen some of the most beautiful places in the world through running. I have run actually on those places. And that has given me a new way of seeing things like, you know, I've, I've had so many people gone to Melbourne, for example, uh, even a friend of mine lives in Melbourne and he must have been to great ocean road hundreds of times. Right. I have been there maybe four or five times to great ocean road. And all those times I have actually run there. And I even know the, the, the little corners there, the, the trail runs there and stuff, which the pictures, you know, I've, I've, I've shared with a few people and they don't even know that this is from Melbourne, uh, from the Great Ocean Road. So it actually gives you a new perspective of seeing things, meeting people. You know, um, you, you are at much ease if, if you are running. And it was more of a fun activity for me. So if I was happy, I would go running. If I was a little tense, I would go running. That would clear my mind. Uh, I could, um, you know, I always wanted to meditate and I couldn't sit cross-legged for more than five minutes, but I could run for five hours and on my own. So that was, I think, a meditation for me. Um, You know, for your podcast, when I was going back uh, on my own self, I realized that, uh, It actually was a meditation for me. Um, You know, I never ran with people. I never wanted people to run with me or I had to have a group to run. I never did that. So it was a pure meditation for me, a pure inside focus for myself. And, uh, you know, when I think that is where, where I got into longer distance running also, because it didn't hurt me. Um, people say a 32 kilometer there's a wall after that and you cannot do this and that it never happened to me because first I never tried beyond my limits I mean I would always like comrades uh, it's a 12 hour cutoff time I would do it in 11 hour 45 minutes Um, two oceans the cutoff time was uh, I think seven hours I would uh, six and a half hours I guess I would do it in six hours 20 minutes so, if the cutoff was 11 hours, I would have done it in 10 and 45 minutes, you know. So, I never pushed myself for anything because running was not something that I was aiming for. The aim was to actually enjoy running and see a lot of things around it. And that actually helped a lot uh, to keep running.
0: That is that is awesome. And I think uh, what you are saying is uh, bang on. And uh, I, I feel the same way that when I'm running, uh, though I, I would say I miss the social aspect of running, especially when I was back in India. Mm-hmm. I made so many friends, and some of those friends are friends forever now because we share that common connection about the health and well being and things like that. So we would be chatting about that and running together so I, I enjoyed that and now I, I enjoy solo running and solo cycling also because that as you said clears your mind and some of the best ideas even this whole idea about podcast came while I have been doing cycling over the last couple of months all by myself and listening to all these other podcasts and I thought maybe a lot of our fellow runners and cyclists have stories to share just like yourself sure. so sure so I think you are right in the sense that you can clear your mind and it's it's interesting. You said that when you are happy, you go running. A lot of people are happy after they run, so that's that's another thing. They feel that they have achieved a milestone, so they are happy about it. So it's a different way of looking at the same things. Uh, going back to uh, one one thing, like comrades. Uh, how did you even think of going to Africa and, and run something like a 90 kilometer run? I mean, it's it's a tall order when you are running for 12 hours. And most of the people in India would say, Ki, why would I spend so much money going to a place and then run for 12 hours again and give myself so much pain? What do you uh, tell some of those people? I'm sure people would have asked you something like that. here. why? <laughs>
1: So, yeah, uh, it, it actually happened uh, that uh, I always wanted to go to Cape Town. Um, Melbourne and Cape Town are the two cities I would, uh, maybe apart from New York, uh, uh, Melbourne and Cape Town are two cities in the world that I would maybe spend, I would love to spend time because they are, they are so young places, so positive places, so beautiful places. I mean, um, when I go to Melbourne, sit in a cafe, a small cafe, it's, it's so beautiful. The same way as Cape Town, uh, where, you know, you're just sitting in a healthy cafe, healthy bar, you know, having a coffee or having a health drink or it is just so beautiful. And I al- always wanted to go to Cape Town and uh, Two Oceans uh, was, uh, is the best race there. It's a 56 kilometer run. So I said, okay, let me, let me enroll for that. I went with my wife and uh, we had such a good time. Uh, we ran the run, uh, of course, but met so many people, so beautiful people uh, who are still friends and we keep uh, sharing our uh, life journeys together. Uh, and there, uh, you know, uh, came to know about comrades. Uh, and I was... Uh, I was literally in love with South Africa when I went there. I actually thought uh, it was the same as I uh, thought in my dreams uh, Cape Town would be or uh, whatever, whatever I had read or listened from people. So I wanted to go back and back. And, and that's what I was talking about. Running was, um, running was not uh, the aim. The aim was to visit places, to have food, to have uh, you know, the culture, the, the meeting the people. Even traveling traveling was a part of it, so you know when I went to um, um, uh, to South Africa, I mingled it with Namibia. It was such a beautiful place, uh, de, uh, ran in the deserts, uh, you know ran on the safaris and this. When I went to comrades, I got a chance to uh, go to Ethiopia and you know train at the the marathon village, the marathon running village where all the um, the The big people in running have run or practiced there, so it was just you know how and how people react to uh, uh, the best in life in terms of whatever you 're doing so if if you 're running whatever best you can in terms of doing that, but it gave me a chance to meet so many people, and comrades was just a part of it, so the comrades run also was uh, Frankly speaking, it, it, it's a tough race. I would not say that, uh, you know, uh, uh, I had not to prepare nothing for it. But uh, I was very at ease. In fact, I was talking to a, uh, to a person who is preparing for comrades um, a few days back. And uh, he was talking about his anxiety of running and this and that. I told him that, uh, you know, for both my runs, comrades' runs, I was w- woken up by an alarm and I took 10 minutes to actually got up even after the alarm ran. So I was not anxious at all. And I, I enjoyed every part of it. I, in fact, uh, the 12 hours people were just w- hoping that this will end and 12 hours will end and we'll reach the line. Yeah. I was actually enjoying, you know, if, even if I had to run for 10 kilometers more, because the, the atmosphere was so electric, the people were so electric around you, I was actually enjoying that part of it. You know, my aim was not to cross the finish line. My aim was to make the maximum of that 12 hours I was given on the road. Uh, you know, where I was the, the king on the road, people were cheering up for me. And I was enjoying it from within myself. 50-60 kilometers. I was completely at, uh, at a peak of joy. And that was, I think, running for me. So even if I had not cleared the line uh, within 12 hours, that would not have mattered. And that, uh, I think, gave me a lot of easiness or uh, ease uh, to my mind and to my body. If I had put up a goal that I need to, um, to finish it in certain time and achieve and get the medal, then it would have been a very, very tense thing for me. You know, as as we talked earlier, a target. So target was not to uh, finish. The target was just to be on the start line. Uh,
0: That is is an amazing, amazing attitude, uh, Vivek, and I I really salute you for that when you say that, uh, and you are being modest when you say the comrades 12-hour run was, yeah, it wasn't It was difficult, but it wasn't that difficult. Well, for again, people like us or people like me, frankly, I can't even imagine 12 hours. But what strikes me most is you said you were enjoying every single moment of the run. So you could have gone on for another hour or something even after 12 hours because of the atmosphere and because of the happiness or joy or maybe the energy you were drawing from that whole crowd. So that is, uh, I think uh, this is a good segue into what you would tell some of the other fellow runners, because I've seen a lot of people getting very worked up and very anxious about their targets and their personal best and, oh, I have to run and they might have to run one month from today, but they are into this preparation mode with, you know, their fine tuned schedules. And today I'm going to eat char badam and tomorrow I'm going to eat these four eggs and at night, you know, 12, I have to eat this because at 4 a.m. I have to wake mm-hmm. up and then, st- you know, uh, what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. a lot yeah. of people get into that and I think maybe they sometimes lose the big picture, you know, lose the forest from the trees. So what what would you advise such uh, such fellow runners, how they can actually get to the Zen mode where you are, you know, it would probably take some time and a lot of shift in the attitude here but maybe if we can uh, give them some advice on how they can conquer some of those uh, nerves, if you would, you know?
1: I think um, um, when running becomes your identity or when it starts becoming your identity, that is where you need to check that. So, um, you know, if you were um, making it as, an, as your identity, then you would want to win that race. So for example, comrades, um, You know, the winner, he finishes it uh, in less than six hours, right? If you're targeting uh, at 12, if you're targeting at 11, if you're targeting at 10, there would be at least 5,000 people between you and the winner, right? 5,000. True, true. Then, you know, what what is the point of proving it to anybody else, right? I think you're there for enjoying it. And that is what your aim should be. If your aim is to create an identity out of it, then you are actually creating a lot of pressure within you. For example, comrades. You know, if I wanted to prove to people that I have done comrades, then it would have created such such, an, such a pressure on myself that I had to perform. I, in fact, didn't even tell anybody that I was going for comrades not because i wanted to keep it as a secret or you know i didn't um i didn't tell it because you know it was as i go to any other place to travel you know i went to russia so i didn't announce it to people that i'm going to russia the same way i went to comrades to run for myself those were the 12 hours i wanted to really enjoy you know that is how i think if we do it because Running, uh, or especially long-distance running, as I see, uh, it's not good for your body, for sure. Uh, your body is not made to run even a marathon. I mean, even half a marathon is too much on your body, right? I started uh, um, running as a 5-kilometer runner, um, ran up to a Comrades 90-kilometer distance. And for the last 3-4 years, I've not run even a 21 uh, I'm back to a five-kilometer and uh, I'm enjoying that, uh, that space. It, that five-kilometer also gives me the same kick now, which was a warm-up run for me. You know, yeah. a, a warm-up run uh, to a 20-kilometer run. So, sure. um, going that entire cycle, I think uh, long-distance running is not good for your body because our bodies are not made for it. We run that distance for other reasons. And if those reasons actually is creating pressure on our mind and on our bodies, we surely will get injured. Because uh, uh, as such, it's a long tall on your body to run that distance. And if it is creating a pressure on your mind, then definitely it will, it will lead to injuries. Um, uh, it started as a healthy activity for me both for, for my mind as for as well as for my body. Uh, body later, mind first, because I used to really enjoy running. So it really used to clear my mind of a lot of happiness, a lot of uh, sadness or anger or or whatever. So uh, when you put up a target for achieving, for example, a Comrades or a Suffolk in, in a marathon, then it creates a lot of pressure on your mind, which... Uh, uh, I think uh, is is not good in any sense. That is where, uh, if you can check yourself, uh, you will start enjoying the running, which in itself is such a beautiful activity. And that's why I have not run a time race uh, since last four years, or I don't plan to. Like I I, I would not uh, do um, a time cycling event, for example. You know, there there are 200, 400, 600 kilometers. Uh, timed events. I've, I've done one or two, but I didn't really get any kick out of it because cycling for me was, you know, just going out on the road any time of the day, whenever I want, and just doing whatever I want to, you know, is irrespective of, uh, you know, proving to someone or doing it for a medal. Um, I did my Manali to Le or um, Goati to Tawan cycling, which was... You know, we would just get up and, of course, we had a plan, but then we would just do as it comes. You know, if we were tired, we would stop in between. If uh, there was snowfall in between, we would stop and we would take it another day. Mm -hmm. Or if the weather was good, we would cycle for a little longer. So I think that is what, uh, if we start enjoying the activity without the pressure, then distance don't matter. Even if you're doing it 5 kilometers or 90, if you're enjoying it, then uh, it should be all okay. Uh, otherwise, you will hurt yourself mentally and surely physically.
0: Definitely. I, I, you have summed it up beautifully. I mean, there is an age-old adage which says, enjoy the journey, don't focus on the destination. And I think uh, running and some of these uh, activities, even cycling, is about just enjoying the moment and leaving that right. moment instead of just thinking about getting there. And because right. once you focus on getting there, then the whole process changes and that your thoughts are always about, you know, re- meeting that distance goal or time goal or maybe beating two other people who are running with you or something. And it just a slippery,
1: slippery sure, slope,
0: sure. I think. And in sure. that process, you also end up uh, injuring yourself. So talking about injuries, I mean... Uh, Have you ever had some injury due to long distance running? Uh, Because you said, and I totally agree, we are not made for such long distance running. And if you keep pounding your body every day, especially on cement tracks, uh, which most of our cities are, then it can lead to problems. So fortunately, I haven't come across such, and I hope you haven't, but did you encounter something like that? Or if not, what is your advice for people in terms of doing maybe some other activities besides running to kind of make their body more amenable to such pounding maybe some weight training or gym or something and just not focus on running only
1: um yeah uh, fortunately i didn't get much of the uh, uh, injuries yeah, small ligals here and there uh, were always uh, uh, had to happen because of uh, such a long uh, uh, sure. distance pounding Um, You know, I would always, uh, when I was running uh, three, four years back, I I would always uh, look at um, strength training. I would always look at uh, cross training and uh, that would uh, help in terms of of conditioning your body to actually uh, reduce the load of one muscle pounding, which was always uh, the problem with long distance running. But I think uh, uh, years down the line, uh, and that is what I have realized, um, um, you know, I think uh, I, I would uh, categorize bodies or body types into three body types. Uh, one is uh, like a Raj body, Rajsi body, you know, I would say, okay. where you're eating everything, you're, you, you're not doing nothing. And you know, uh, uh, whatever junk you can eat, you're eating without really exercising a lot, or even if you are exercising, you are still eating a lot of junk. So a Rajsi body. Um, a second type uh, can be said as, and that that's just my word, a karmic body. Karmic body meaning you know, a body of a, a, of a worker, or even a, a sports person, where you are actually working your body to be fit for a certain activity. For example, are running. So you know we would. Mm-hmm. We would always, uh, um, you know, add uh, strength training to it. You, we would uh, we would check our eating. Uh, we would uh, we would see to it the, what we are doing and stuff. But more than that, I think if you're looking at running from a health perspective, uh, we should aim at a yogic body, where uh, you know all these things don't really matter. So I was uh, taking a, a yoga session from a very renowned. Um, Uh, yoga teacher um, who is into ayanga yoga and he had uh, direct uh, guidance from the master himself and he's a very senior uh, uh, person yoga teacher international yoga teacher from Mumbai and uh, he told me one day uh, that uh, Vivek because I know you uh, I am training you in yoga but otherwise I don't train people who are into long distance running because it creates so much imbalance in your body that uh, you are actually going far beyond uh, uh, the body balance. You know, of course, strength training can help you, cross training can help you, sustain, uh, uh, you know, uh, reduce that uh, imbalance. But still, if you're looking at running from a health perspective, a yogic body is something that we all need to, or at least, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm targeting myself to it. So just looking at your core, uh, just looking at, uh, you know, your running posture or doing some strength training for your muscle buildup. They're all uh, short-term goals to to life. Uh, I mean, unless and until you are a professional sportsman, you know, okay. that is something that you can always look at. And that's a karmic body. So that, that's your karma. That's your work. So you would have to do it, right? If you were a professional wrestler, you would have your body uh, tuned to that. So you would do all that. Sure. But we are not, I think, uh, you know, people, uh, people like us, we are taking up running as a recreation activity, not as a professional activity. So if we can move ourselves towards a yogic body, which will, uh, which will look at um, your exercise, which will look at your everyday um, routine of work, which will look at your uh, yogic diet, you know, where you're not eating um, even even you're not consuming, uh, you know, add on proteins and minerals and vitamins. You don't right. really eat them, right? I mean, uh, if you cannot uh, do away, for example, uh, you know, a lot of my my friends have started eating non-vegetarian food for running.
0: Right, right.
1: Now I would say, you know, by choice. If if you if you eat non vegetarian that's nothing bad about it but if you have to take up to non vegetarian because you have to run that much right, right? so I would I would not uh, I would I would give up uh, running than uh, taking up non veg you know by choice I mean
0: no. so
1: that is the that is how a yogic uh, body is what I'm looking at uh, where uh, you are doing things to an extent only so if you are taking up an activity as a recreation so you would invest yourself to that extent only you would not go all the way Um, i have seen people uh, spoiling their careers because of running you know uh, Mm -hmm. they've, they've they've just spoiled their businesses their practices because they take so much time for running now I think that is where uh, it creates, starts creating a lot of pressure on you uh, mentally where uh, it leads to a lot of injuries. So a balanced approach is, is what uh, if we can follow then there will be no injuries first and running will be a pleasure activity rather than uh, a pressure.
0: I, I, I love what you're saying, uh, Vivek, uh, and you should copyright this Rajsi karmic and yogic body. I think uh, we uh, we have to work on a book pretty soon. Uh, I can keep talking with you for hours because this is one of my favorite subjects also. And I'm as passionate about uh, running as you are in terms of just uh, enjoying the whole activity and not not become trapped into it. Again, uh, going back to some of the sayings, right? Like r- you are not for running, running is for you. As you said, it's a means to a goal, not not an ultimate goal in itself. Right, so, right, right. Th- once people realize that, I think uh, it can do wonders. The, the great thing about running I found was like, it's such a low cost activity, especially for a country like India, where we have so many lifestyle related uh, ailments, you know, BP, high blood pressure, diabetes, junk food, you know, what not. So there is no excuse for not being able to run because you can just put on a pair of shoes and run anywhere. Then that's one of the best things I liked about it because I could go to Manila office or I could be, you know, out uh, somewhere in Salt Lake City or wherever. And I didn't need any excuse. I would just put on my shoes, run for 20, 30 minutes in the morning, have breakfast and go for my business meeting or whatever. So. I think uh, if people can combine those things, it can, it can become a lot more enjoyable. So, uh, another thing you said was like people spoiling their careers and businesses and things like that. Now you have, you are not a runner by profession, obviously you have a company to run. So tell us a little bit about what you do in your free time from running as (laughs) if I would, which is what your uh, day job is. And, how do you find time to balance both the activities uh, because you still run you are not doing a lot of long distance running but you are still running and you are helping in other other um, places as well like being a race director and maybe helping other people uh, reach their running goals so talk talk to us a little bit about that
1: so uh, we have an IT company and it's, it's a hundred percent software exports company. We are into e-commerce. We specialize into e-commerce platforms and we make e-commerce platforms for, uh, for a lot of retailers and wholesalers around the world. And that takes me uh, to a lot of places uh, for client presentations and meetings and trade shows. And that, that is where, as you said, running is such an, such an easy activity. That you just have to have your shoes on. In fact, uh, you know, I have started wearing my sneakers on a on a on a on a business suit. Also, I don't anymore wear um, uh, proper leather shoes at all, even even on a business uh, uh, suit. So I don't really carry a, a pair of leather shoes. It's, it's mm-hmm. just the running shoes that I carry. And and pretty much, oh. I think the same culture in LA where people have started wearing sneakers on, a, on a, yes. unless and until you are, you know, in a courtroom or, or a real legal, uh, type of an environment right. so running, uh, um, um, running is a very, very easy activity. If you're really taking it as a recreation, um, you don't even need shoes, you know, you can run right. barefoot, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, at, there was one point in my life uh, where I was actually getting into the running nuances where I had almost 20 pair of shoes wow. and uh, 20 pairs were not, uh, I, I didn't buy them myself. I mean, you know, my clients, I would go and they would just gift me and even having being gifted uh, 15 pairs, I would still try to get, go and get one myself. So, running is, as you said, running can be very, very simple and easy and uh, uh, inexpensive. But running can be very, very expensive as well. And that is where it actually creates a lot of pressure. I've I've seen people getting different type of shoes, uh, you know, watches, uh, sports gears, you know, um, um, protein supplements, which can run into thousands and thousands. Sure. Yeah, so uh, that is where actually people have got into where uh, you know they are putting in a lot of uh, uh, their hardened money into something because of pressure. If you're enjoying it, of course, you know that's something that uh, is, is your choice, but if you are doing it under pressure, then I think something really hurts you and starts hurting you so, um. Uh, I have seen running uh, in that form where it started. It was very, uh, very good incidents in uh, Singapore. Um, you know, when I went to run a Singapore marathon, I was actually there in Singapore for a trade show and the, mar- the marathon was during the same time. So I, I requested them and they enrolled me last minute. I saw a lot of people. And this was, I think, in 2012, where running just started in India. I saw in Singapore, a lot of people running barefoot. Yeah. So it was not because people couldn't buy shoes. They could understand the importance of running barefoot. And that's, that's where they were running uh, barefoot. And India also, there were a lot of people who used to run barefoot that times or with very simple shoes. Not because they, they realized that it was a, a full cycle. They were actually starting it out. So they started out with basics. So they had very basic shoes. And this was Singapore who have been running for years and years and they had all the best shoes in the world, but they had come back to basics, basics to run barefoot. So I think it was just a cycle. You know, I think uh, I understood it. Uh, A lot of people understand it uh, the same way going through it. So it's not that I have not gone through the cycle myself, whatever I'm talking or maybe, you know, you must have felt it the same way. When you started running, you got into all those things and then you have come sure. out of it. But yeah, of course, uh, we could come out of it because uh, running uh, and uh, running was not an identity crisis for us. Um, people who are still into it uh, are still trapped. So that is where uh, we need to look at it.
0: Great Vivek, I mean, we could keep talking for hours, as I said, and we have already crossed our 30 minutes here. I think we are way over that. And I think uh, who listens to this podcast will take away a lot of things. Some of the key takeaways, if I may summarize on your behalf, is like enjoy the activity and don't fall into the trap of competition with others or with even yourself, because once you start setting a goal, then you are going to inherently hurt yourself either financially or physically or mentally one way or the other. And then the other thing is if running or such activities, forcing you to do something which is not natural in terms of either eating habits or your schedule or your interaction with other people, then you need to step back and really look at it, whether it's worth doing it or not, and then dial it down. And thirdly, human bodies are not made for long distance running so if you are going to keep pounding it day in and day out then your body will give some signals and better listen to those signals before it becomes a big injury or a liability so those are some of the key takeaways I'm taking in in parting would you like to advise something to the people who are listening or who are maybe sitting on their couches and saying I have never run can I actually run? Because I think a lot of those people are also feeling pressure that, oh, somebody has run 21 or 42 and how do I run? And if I just run 5K, then what will even people think of me? So let me just not run. How do you uh, you know inspire such people? Because as we talked earlier, running is such a simple exercise. And even if people can start running two, three kilometers uh, in between their walking every other or third day, it's going to do wonders for their, whatever fitness goals they might be.
1: So, sure, yeah, uh, I would, I would say, um, my son who is 15 years, um, I always have an advice for him, just run whatever he enjoys. You know, he looking at me or people around him, he always would say how much I ran and how much should I run and, uh, what speed should I run? It, it, it's natural. He's just growing uh-huh. up, uh, But I just tell him that, you know, just run for yourself. So if you feel like to get up and do something, go for a walk, go for a run, go for a two kilometer, go for 20 minutes, go for 10 minutes. Don't even look at what distance you're running. Right. And just try to get yourself out. Uh, Running is such a beautiful exercise. Um, You know, you just need shoes. Go out. Don't even buy gadgets, don't even get into the gimmicks of how much you want to run, get up and go out. It will be such a beautiful experience, which I am getting now. Body is so adaptive. Our bodies are adaptive. Uh, You know, I I couldn't think myself uh, 10 years back that I could run a marathon or a Comrades. After running it uh, four years back, I am back to five kilometers. And if you tell me that I have to run a Comrades, I cannot even think about it running again now. Which I can. So the so body is so adaptive and we need to really appreciate and respect
0: that. That is, that is beautiful. I think uh, human body, uh, as they call it, is the most amazing machine out there. But uh, you need to take care of it and you need to listen to it. Body is adaptive. It will, it will work in the conditions you put it but then you also have to kind of take care of it, like overall it or whatever, give it proper nutrition food and and just take care of it, even mentally, I think, right? right. So with that, I, Vivek, I really want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It has been enlightening. I thought I knew you, but now I know you at a much deeper level. And some of these thoughts I, I am going to process myself and also hopefully incorporate some of those in my future running and other, other endeavors. So. Once again, oh. thank you so much for uh, the time you have given us, Vivek. And I hope our audience would enjoy listening to you as much as I did. I, I, I'm still thinking about that whole yogic body concept. So I think I'll be thinking about it on my next run.
1: Hey, Pleasure. Pleasure is mine. Thank you, Arshi. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you.